2: To get started, visit plushcare.com weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
0: Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another brand new episode of ESL Talk. Getting deep into season six now, just a few episodes left before we wrap up for Christmas and for the new year in 2023. And in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about how we can boost learners' speaking and listening skills. We're joined by our guest, Cami, who's an English coach from Argentina. She works predominantly with Spanish-speaking English learners of lower and intermediate levels. So she's going to share her strategies and insights on how to boost learners' speaking and listening skills. She's also going to talk about her expertise for um, social media as well, and how to really motivate and engage those learners. So we'll get into that in just a few moments. But before we do, let me tell you about something huge going on with our sponsor, Crystal Clear ESL, which is at esl-curriculum.com. They're currently running their Black Friday promotion until the 23rd of November where you can get 37% off an annual core curriculum membership. So that is 37% off for an entire year. And if you do sign up before the 23rd of November, you can also get a bonus of an annual customizable games membership worth $45 as well. So a lot of extra value there. Just go over to esl-curriculum.com, sign up for that amazing black Friday offer, 37% off an annual curriculum membership. Enjoy all those materials. Great lessons, great content for all different levels for a really amazing discounted price. And also save yourself a lot of time planning and preparation too with your students. So that's esl-curriculum.com. Sign up for that Black Friday offer, 37% off an annual core curriculum membership. And finally, don't forget to give us a follow on social media, on Instagram. If you haven't followed us yet, just go to at podcast, where you can find out more about each episode, find out a little bit more about our guests, connect with them ask us questions, and just really get access to everything that we're doing on the podcast. And then of course, don't forget to go to the website if you'd like to be a guest, esl-talk.com, where you can just click the button at the top of the page, be a guest, fill in a few short details about yourself, and then you could be appearing on a future episode like our guest Cami is today. So let's get into today's interview, where we're going to talk about boosting speaking and listening skills in our students. Here we go. Hello everyone. I am here with Tammy. Hi Tammy. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Thanks for inviting me. I'm so happy and thankful for you. And I love to be here. Honestly, so so happy.
0: I'm glad you're doing. Yeah, I'm doing good. It's been a long time coming. I know we talked about a year ago about this, so it's it's great that we finally found time to do it. And today we're talking about how we can boost learners speaking and listening skills. Before we get into that, Cami, tell me a little bit about you. What's your journey? and What do you do in the world of teaching?
2: Thank you. Yes, of course. Um, I started teaching five years ago, I would say. I started uh, one-to-one classes, private classes, um, and I loved it. I discovered I loved it. I had a stage of my life where I kind of said, I'm not a teacher. I'm not going to be a teacher. My mum is a teacher, but it's different. She's not a teacher. So I had like the feeling of I should be something different than my parents, you know. But she told me like, since I was like three years old, I put all my teddy bears like on the floor and taught them. So it's in my blood. (laughs) So, yeah, I realized I'm a teacher and I love it and I enjoy it so much. I started teaching in private, private lessons uh, in person. And then the pandemic came and I panicked a bit because it was like, what am I going to do now? And actually, uh, it was really positive for me. Um, It was the fact that changing the environment and started teaching online uh, because of two factors I would say first I could um teach more to more students because if I teach maybe one day just to two students because yes. of the uh, commuting you know going right, right. And coming but now that we t- well I teach online um I can teach like six maybe students per day because I like from four to ten like it's more and also it's more comfortable because of course
0: uh, it is yes
2: yeah we're from home and some students yeah. also get a bit nervous um mm-hmm. when they meet you um, online is different i love it it, it changed my it's. life
0: i agree i agree much more comfortable you can teach in your pajamas i mean not exactly but comfortable clothing kind you know of, if yes. you want to take a break or get a snack you can do that it's, it's exactly. much more friendly for the teacher and i think not all students, but most students probably prefer that flexibility as well. So it's a, it's a nice balance and that's a great story. Thank you for sharing because um, again, I know you also spend a lot of time posting really great content for learners on social media as Thank well. Thank you. So, yeah, that's another really uh, great thing that you do to help boost uh, learner speaking and listening skills. So can you break down for us, Cami, how do you teach speaking and listening skills to your students? What's your approach, what's your method?
2: of course well um actually change my method depending on the students my my main aim is to ask their aim so what's your objective with english would you like to improve it to learn it to pass an exam to Mm -hmm. have certain level for work for university anything and then i start practicing with them and i think asking questions it's really important because you get to know how the person is because we're all different, yes. you know? I'm, I'm an extrovert, I consider myself an extrovert, but there are many people who are introverts and uh, that's great too. And I sh- we shouldn't like create so many questions for them if you're not ready to share yes. uh, yet. So maybe like talking about more general things For example, if we live in the same city or the city they live, or about a hobby like a series, uh, it's mainly one of my favorite questions. And first, uh, do you watch any series, any films? What kind Mm -hmm. of music do you like? So, like, get like the hook. Yeah, you're you're building
0: you're building connection through shared interests and shared shared passions, which is a really great way to to start building trust and building. you know, a comfortable environment and a safe environment for your learners, which which we know is very important. How how does your approach differ with maybe beginners or lower level learners? How would you approach them, Cami?
2: Yeah, that's the most difficult for, for me. If you ask me, like beginners are a challenge, but um, I just think how I would, uh, I would love to start. So maybe ask them basic questions. So what's your favourite kind of and then we can. What's your favorite food? Oh, let's uh, say maybe um, bocadillo. Bocadillo in Spanish is a sandwich, but not exactly because in Spanish we have sandwich too, which mm-hmm. is something different. So mm-hmm. now the questions begin to raise. And yes. and how do I say uh, lechuga, which is lettuce? How do I say? Turkey, and that's the way like as you said like i try to make them be encouraged in speaking motivated like enjoying and see the need that it's important to tell your favorite food if you have allergy to anything and then conversation just starts but i mainly focus on useful things Mm -hmm. um food ask for directions describe the name number email, um, ID, things that are vital. I had yes. once a student that she struggled on an airplane. Uh, she got a panic attack oh, on wow. the plane and she didn't know how to react. So, yeah, finally she, well, she managed, but she started taking classes. But maybe she said, Kami, I, I couldn't communicate and I was struggling a lot. So, just helping for the useful things then we go more advanced but we right, what you right. need
0: awesome that's, that's a really nice approach and it's about relevance making it relevant so that it's going to help them in their daily life maybe if i'm a an english learner i don't need to know about business um, idioms or business collocations because totally. i'm not a business person i mean if i am then great but if i'm not maybe I'm going on a trip i'm going to the uk i'm going to go to london people have different accents things have different words and vocabulary so i need to know things that can help me in my journey with what i'm doing and i like that approach of identifying connecting scaffolding and then just building up from that that's a really good way to boost those those skills now you. you do work a lot with um spanish because i noticed um yeah all of them yes exactly so all of them thank you that, that's even even easier then so with spanish speakers um you know we have obviously spanish in spain we have mexican so spanish, spanish argentinian people. spanish yes all these different kinds of spanish um accents dialects the like vocabulary how do you like tailor your, your your english tuition for those different kinds of spanish because they're not the same just like english
2: Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. I think that's totally true. It happens with English. I I love also to teach like different accents. It's not the same saying, for instance, thongs in Australia as any other countries like (laughs) England or or America, you know. Um, And how do I do that? Well, half, I would say half of my students are from Argentina and I'm from Argentina. So no problem with that. And the other half are from Spain. And I've been living here for the past five years, so no problem with that also. But I learn every day because sometimes they say, Kami, um, how do I say a certain thing, right? And maybe there's not an exact translation, but an expression or, or how do you say it also because it happened to me not long ago. Hello, my students. In Spanish, we're very direct, you know, we say like, me encanta esto, me encanta, like I completely love it and in British English it's not quite like that, you say I quite like it, oh, I rather enjoy it and sometimes I feel they're a uh, little direct and when they have to write reports, proposals or essays or things like criticizing certain things of society, for instance the other day one student wanted to communicate that There are multiple times where employees are taken for granted, we can say, by employers. (laughs) And he said like something like really strong in English, like
1: Mm -hmm. I don't
2: remember exactly, but like uh, employees are mistreated by employers, and they don't or they get paid shit. Say, I was like, (laughs) my darling, um, that's really interesting. (laughs) it's 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 true why not but we should like look for the way of saying it without a say without being so direct so we can say that for instance Mm -hmm. um employees suffer a series of um, treatments or that the salary is not uh quite enough for yes. the lives, and sometimes employers take them for granted. And you
1: know, to have a little like, bit yeah.
0: more tact and be a bit more discreet, I think is important. Totally, yes. But I do understand Indeed. because, you know, as someone who is British myself, I might think something is great, but I won't say, oh, it's amazing. I say, all right. But, you know, it, it's, it's a, there's a real, the real difference there. and it's great that you're teaching those, those. Like nuances between different cultures as well. It's really important for, for speaking and listening when you hear it and when you say it. So um, tell me Cami, cause you've had a lot of experience with this. Where should teachers start when they're creating these lessons and these resources? What are some ways that they can start teaching this at the beginning?
2: At the very beginning, well, I would say like for interests or goals, uh, but just connected and always be open with mistakes mistakes are beautiful mistakes help us to learn like um and if we don't make mistakes that's a problem because we're not learning yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you're not learning anything so when you're a beginner you make lots of mistakes and one of the mistakes is that you say you do mistakes and yes. it's to make mistakes exactly you know? mm-hmm. so i i would say like Oh, uh, you know what? In English, we don't say "do mistakes." We say "make mistakes." Okay, things like that. Like not to feel like, like the word "no," for instance, or maybe being a bit aggressive of laughing can traumatize directly, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. students. Like Mm -hmm. I have some students that came from different learnings or teachers. Uh, They cried in class. Wow,
0: okay, that's not good.
2: came with me and they're like, mean, I hate English because my teacher embarrassed me in front of the whole class or mistreated me or laughed at me and you need to empower them.
0: hundred mm-hmm. like, percent, yes, so yes.
2: It doesn't matter exactly where you start teaching like content, but where you do just encourage them, they're doing all right. If they mm-hmm. make mistakes, you correct them, but mm-hmm from a place of respect and always I try to put myself as an example Yes. Uh, because you can say hey no worries that completely all right because it happens with Spanish people and they always say oh sorry like when they make a mistake oh sorry and they answer and yes. it's like it's all right you know can I am
0: be sorry yeah hold the it.
2: same mistake like maybe yes. today And I have a C2 English level. I've been teaching for five years. I have a university degree and I'm doing a master's degree and it's all right.
0: Absolutely. I love that. That's again, a great approach, you know, meet students at their level, find out their experience, find out what works for them, maybe what doesn't work for them. And then you can tailor your approach around that. So another really important issue here is feedback, Kami. So what methods or what ways do you provide feedback for your students, especially on their listening and speaking skills? How would you do that?
2: Uh, when they, uh, for example, commit, uh, and they make a mistake, or for instance, pronunciation or grammar, I always try, because I study this, there are two ways, like kind of saying, really, are you sure? And let them some seconds to Think if what they actually said was correct or not. And the other one is like, say the correct answer. I 90% of the times try to use the first one. Really? For example, for instance, if they say, I, um, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Did you went to the supermarket? Did you went? You sure? And wow. I can assure you that 95% of times they yes. know the correct yes. answer. Yes. So I would say that. Um yeah. in terms of listening, well, it depends on the exercise. For instance, if I give them homework of because usually listening so I give them for homework, if there is for an exam, a Cambridge exam, for instance, and they have to send me the, the picture and we in class see if we can continue or we need to revise some things. And I'm like, okay, let's read the question again. Read the question. Do you understand what it says? Great. They listen one more time and they do it correctly. So it it depends sometimes uh, on focus.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, And, and motivation of the student as well, because some students that I have, I know I tell them, here's a homework task. And they're like, yes. And I'm like, did you do the homework? They're like, no, I was too busy. Sorry, this came up. So yeah, I guess it comes with knowing your students as well. But this thing you mentioned, Kami, about the act of noticing, if you just you don't have to say, hey, you made a mistake, you messed up. No, you'd say, are you sure about that? Hmm. Is that right? And then just that act of noticing will trigger their mind to think, oh, wait, no, it isn't. Did you went? Did you did you go? Yes, exactly. Did you go? Exactly. But that's for a question. So did you go? Yes, I went. Oh, okay. That's how we would say that. Then you provide that error correction and totally. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Um, So when it comes to these skills, I mean, we've mentioned the different the different things that we can do. If I want to be really explicit and I want to break down a speaking skill or a listening skill, how would I do that in a lesson? What what ways or what steps could I take?
2: Good, but there are many, but for instance, I use every class when I start the class, we start with a Kahoot. And my Kahoot is a listening. So it's like, yeah, gamification, but it's the hardest skill in the case of uh, Spanish speakers, usually listening and speaking are the hardest ones. So um, they have to read some sorts of questions, five or six. Some of them are fill in the gap, some of them are like um, to choose one option, some of them are to answer a question, some of them are true or false. Uh, so after reading that I put a clip of uh, an excerpt, I would say, of a series, film, uh, documentary, TED talk, or uh, six minutes English from the BBC alone in English. I love that. <laughs> and then we play the Kahoot. So that's the listening I use. And regarding the level, this quite can be quite controversial, but I do one per week and I use it for all my students. The vast majority of my students are C1 level, but I have B2, B1 c1 that are reaching c2 so i really like to see the reaction of the low level students doing something high level and you will be like shocked to see that they if if like sometimes they do it very well like i i put the clip twice i don't know if i said that always twice except my students tells me like done coming let's go to like a whole to go but um, if not I'll put it twice and they do a great job and sometimes maybe I explain certain maybe nuance of the situation and they get it so I think sometimes we as teachers think that students need to have a level and actually every skill has a different level so I always try to put them harder things because you know with um with practice uh competence also goes up so if they think like oh i did this lesson was c1 and b1 i did yeah. a great job they feel and great
0: about themselves yeah yeah
2: they, exactly so yeah it's, i like that really i love
0: the element of gamification because i've brought it up so many times even like with my adult learners who are in their 30s or 40s i'm like do you guys want to play a game they're like uh yeah i guess okay and then they play the game they're like this is so much fun but i don't want to admit it i'm like it's okay we're all children
2: uh
0: it's a really nice way to build a hook and to engage for that yeah. lesson as well and also yeah. to Actually, connect the skills
2: it's great because i just have two students who are children
0: Mm-hmm. like the rest are, are
2: teenagers and adults or adults and i but you can
0: apply to really... that to all of them right you can yeah. do the game for every student
2: exactly actually yeah. i try i try to do a game every lesson if it's not like a hood it's a taboo or stop the bus or you know what i really like to use maybe helps uh, other teacher around there. uh do you know jimmy fallon the yes show. of course the
0: tv show the talk show okay
2: yeah. yeah exactly so he plays two games that i think they're really good that uh one is called box of lies and the other one is called what's behind me so if you take a look i played with them i the video and i close my eyes and they have to like describe the thing that if it's the one what's behind me and then their way around and they have so much fun with that and with box of lies they need to like create an entire lie or describe and i really Mm -hmm. like to use realia with that amazing
0: i I think yeah realia is is is, you know something that teachers don't always utilize enough but it's a really amazing way especially at the lower levels to get students engaged get their energy levels up and get them speaking and listening without even realizing yes because they don't worry about the nerves or the anxiety or the pressure it's not there because it's a game so yeah. yeah yes wonderful yeah So um, Kemi, tell me, how can we make sure students consistently build and develop these skills, speaking and listening outside of class, in between classes? Is there maybe social media? You mentioned TV shows, anything else?
2: Uh, That gives food for thought. I love that question because in my case, in my education with English was crucial. I always say that 70, 80% of what I learned I didn't learn it at school or at university. I learned it through YouTube videos, Instagram, series, films, podcasts, songs, um, books, uh, comics. So anything that you can do, anything that you can do in English, do it. Uh, There are some students that are like, yeah, I love watching series in English, great. And there are some students that are like, I don't have time, I don't like it, I hate it. So what I like to apply with them is to connect with something they like. So do you like cooking? Okay. Are you going to prepare any desserts this weekend, for instance? Why don't you look for a recipe in English? Have you ever thought about that? Or a student who loves psychology? Okay. There are many podcasts in English about psychology. Oh, I have a student who loves uh, cars and mot bikes. Hey, there are a lot of influencers on YouTube yes. or Instagram or TikTok now. I don't have TikTok to use it, but it's it's massive. So just do what you like to do, but in English. We have so yes. many resources. We're really lucky.
0: Yes, we are blessed. That's great. Yeah, I love that idea. Maybe the next time I make uh, Dolce de Leche, I'll try to do it in Spanish only. There we go. That'll be my motivation. I think <laughs> modeling so cool. is, is good though. I think modeling for your students and saying, well, I did this and here's what I learned. And maybe you could try this, like be that model. I think that's that's really great advice that's too.
2: That's really a good idea. I will, yes, I
0: will steal yes. it. <laughs> no problem. That's fine. It's good. We, yeah, it's no problem. Always good to, you know, try new things as a teacher. Make mistakes, fail, and learn from that. It'll make you even more effective in the future, for sure. So, um, Cami, how can our listeners connect with you? Um, find your content and follow you on social media. Where should they go?
2: Well, uh, they should uh, look for English with Cami uh, on Instagram, and they will also have access to send me an email, or I also have a page. and um, they can send me a DM. I uh, answer very fast but yeah dm works very well
0: thank you for the chat i really enjoyed that and thank you so much for your passion and energy and enthusiasm it's great to hear all right that was cami thank you again cami for taking the time to share your knowledge of speaking listening skills i thought it was really interesting to hear your approach and how you do things from um, the perspective of working with spanish speakers and being a spanish speaker yourself it's also wonderful as well for guests to feel confident enough to you know come to the podcast and speak fluently in English and embrace their identity you know who they are as a speaker I know a lot of guests say they're a little bit nervous sometimes or they're a little bit anxious to speak only in English but as I'm sure all of you can recognize and see that it's it's a really wonderful thing to kind of go out of your comfort zone and and really get comfortable and get good at at doing things like this and it's a great opportunity as well so if you would like to be a guest in the future don't forget to just quickly go to the website esl-talk.com you can fill in the information on the be a guest link and also you can listen to all our previous episodes for free on the website esl-talk.com that is it we are very very quickly getting towards the end of this season and we've got a couple more episodes left so really looking forward to seeing you again for another new episode next week thank you so much bye for now
1: For full, important safety information, visit juviderm.com.
0: Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for even more ESL teaching content.